I discovered that my non-negotiable doesn't necessarily include six-figure month that I feel fulfilled as a person when I am able to spend quality time with family and earn enough. What is up, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. Mel, welcome to today's session. Can you tell us about you, what you do? Hi, so I'm Mel. I'm um, a Clavio email marketer. So I'm a Clavio email marketing manager. I work with purpose-driven, mission-driven, big-hearted, eco-conscious e-commerce brands. Right now, I'm serving those who are startups in the growth phase. I help them increase their revenue two times by 30% and get revenue from emails up to 30%. I wasn't always a Clavio email marketer, so I've been doing this for like almost a year now. Like most freelancers, I also was skill hopping. So I started as a content writer and then I became a social media manager. And then when that didn't prove to be fun, so I went to copywriting and then focused on email copywriting. And then I served coaches, agencies, things like that. And then I discovered that I feel at home in the e-commerce space. So then I niched down to Clavio email marketing and here I am now. <laughs> Thank you for mentioning that because we all want to just find out what we're good at, right? But most of the time, actually all of the time, there's really no shortcut. Like you don't know it right away. You don't get to find. Some people are lucky enough to that. Yeah. Enough to that but yeah. we go through a process where we discover what we're good at. Not just what we're good at because sometimes you're good at something. But you don't mm-hmm. really feel like, as you mentioned, at home, you don't really feel like that's your thing. So we have to find something that is a combination of what you're good at, which you don't find right away. Plus, mm-hmm. is it something that you love? Are the people yeah. who you're serving, are they people you love, businesses you like? I think that's important to emphasize. It's not always quick. We're like, find your niche. You don't find your niche like the moment you start your business. Yeah. But I want Go to how you started your business. What were you doing before you went into freelancing and mm-hmm. turning into building your own business? Before I became a freelancer, I was a biologist. So I graduated in biology. And then I also had a master's degree <laughs> in environmental studies. The plan back then was that I'll become an academic. Yeah, so after my master's, the path was to get my PhD because I wanted to become a professor. And then I discovered, like, when I was a child, like, I really enjoyed teaching, like, being able to um, share what we know to others and then influence them in a way. And then when I was in high school, I was 
good at biology, so I thought that I'd become a doctor. And then when I was in college, I discovered that I didn't really want to become a doctor. I wanted to be an academic, something like that. And then when I got married in 2017, we discovered that I was pregnant. It was unexpected. So the focus changed entirely. It was all about how do I show up in the best way for this tiny being that's inside of me. So then, you know, so I was reading books, things like that. And then... Um, yeah, the shift so in direction. Yeah, so the direction then was to be a good parent to our kid. And so when she was born... I just wanted to be present for her because growing up, I didn't have that kind of presence. My parents were working far away. It was very difficult for me. Parenting became very transformational because by taking care of our little girl, I was able to relive my childhood, oh. like my, yeah, my infancy, and then see that there were a lot of things that weren't the ideal. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> For example, not having a solid authoritative figure growing up that you could count yeah. on to that. So of course I wish it was different back in my time. So but I don't somehow blame my parents because that's the decision that they thought they had to make based on the information that they thought yeah, that was, available was the best at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. I thought that what I could do was to offer a different kind of path and then for for my daughter. And then afterwards also was a journey of self-discovery because wanting to show up for your child in the best way also meant that I had to show up and to be true to myself. And then... I became a freelancer because I wanted to be present for our daughter while she's growing up. And at the same time, I began as a content writer because that was my strength and that has always stayed with me ever since. And then I also just discovered that I wanted to pursue PhD and biology and be a scientist, academic professor, <laughs> things like that, for the prestige. Like, my heart wasn't in the right place. Like, I pursued those things because I wanted to prove something. And at that time, writing wasn't creative path, isn't seen as a profitable path. Like, what would you do as a writer? There are only so, you, it was more like a hobby. Yeah. Like you, you knew you, you knew it's something that you love yeah. or you like, but then it was never seen as something that can support you for for mm-hmm. life. So it, you kept it on the yeah. side, like you kept it as a hobby. I love what you just said, and I share the same <laughs> sentiments with my parents. It's, it's on a different side, but it's the same thing. Like we grow up carrying hopes mm-hmm. for our children. For in my case, for my future children, mm-hmm. hopes of the kind of childhood that you didn't have, I think, because like your best learning experience is your own. You want to make sure that they have better than that. And then Mm -hmm. one thing that I don't always share here is I had like a massive season of releasing. (laughs) It's a season of releasing because 
I didn't know how much we as humans could carry from our childhood years. And then I grew up feeling like, I think I deserve a better, but why did this happen? Why did they make this choice? Like they always say that parents always say that they know what's best for us. And then I was questioning like, oh, if that was the best, then why am I not feeling the best? Like I had all these heavy things on my shoulders growing up. Mm -hmm. And then when I went through inner work and I asked for guidance and I asked for help and I went through, it is not formally therapy, but it is a form of I went through a releasing and realized that they did love us the best way they know how. So like the decisions they've made before were the decisions they thought were the best at that time. And as you mentioned, they were not presented with, I would say we are very lucky that we're presented with a lot of information that make us informed parents nowadays Mm -hmm. and our parents did not have access to that. So it's definitely a self-discovery first. Mm-hmm. before you can provide the kind of life that we think we deserve and we want to give our kids. Secondary to that, I think an important thing that you mentioned is how your direction was set unexpectedly, but you were steered from one direction you thought was that, and then you were moved to a different direction, and now you understand where your heart is and you're discovering mm-hmm. passions and things that, are, that, that it can actually become profitable, and you already know that, but it is one hell of a journey. Yeah. <laughs> it is also not like... It's just because I feel like the academe is is one mm-hmm. hell of a journey as well, but the path is laid out. Mm-hmm. When you're building your own business, your path is not laid out. Like there is so much <laughs> uncertainty. So my next question is navigating from that life change that made you let go of the academe and your dreams on that side and now discovering that you actually want to be a present mom while utilizing your skills and building love for that. How did you handle the uncertainty? Because there's a lot of uncertainty in all of that. Like, is this going to work? Am I going to be able to put the hours for my kid and put the hours for my skills? Like, how did you navigate? How did that look like for you? I handled that poorly in the beginning. I jumped into freelancing. I think my daughter was barely a year old. Mm. And then I was already, when she was, I think, seven months old, I was already putting pressure on myself to, like, earn, mm. earn, quick, make it work, <laughs> quick, fast, big, yeah, things like that. And that was a radical life change. And then I was trying to do things the quickest, the easiest way. Yeah. yeah. And then it put a lot of strain on myself. Yeah. So. When I was just thinking of the baby, I wasn't sleeping well already. And so when I jumped into freelancing, trying to learn how to write for the web, to sell, not just to entertain, Mm. things like that. So it was difficult. That's what I was doing. Like I started March 2020. That's my first official paid gig, March 2020. Mm. And then hey, this isn't working, so maybe I should change direction. And then I needed to study, things like that. And then what really changed for me was in 2022, last year, I got so burnt out. Mm. (laughs) I got so burnt out. Like I felt pulled in all directions and really spread thinly because everything was happening in my life back then. So my daughter was growing. It's a different kind of challenge when she was like a newborn and then a new toddler and then like a three-year-old of now a four-year-old. The need is always different per case. And then at that time, so my mother also got diagnosed with stage 3 cancer. I felt like I had to be present and to be with her as well. 
and then mm-hmm. there was a lot of fears and then i had like uh, a client that wasn't a good fit that was also taking a lot of my energy and so i would wake up in the morning feeling very scared already when i right. was just, yeah like, i want to visit a psychologist just to see just to, you know if this isn't something serious or some yeah I've learned that like prevention is better than cure. So burnout prevention is better than cure. Depression prevention is better than cure. So I talked to him and then he said what I was having was burnout. And then he told me two things that I remember clearly. One was to set your boundaries. Mm. So I was feeling very frustrated with myself because I created this online business to be present for my daughter. But when my daughter asks for my attention, I'd be also frustrated with her because I need to be working and need to be doing the business and things like that. And then because I can't be everything for everyone at the same time. All at once. Yeah. So that means there should be Time for work and then time for family, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so I tried that and then read the book, Deep Work. And what, what I really got from that was creating a clock out ritual. So like yeah. about 5 p.m. or 6 p.m., that's when I clock out. And then mm-hmm. <laughs> so that my work ends at this time. And so it's family time. And then tomorrow, work begins again. And then second was that he told me to dig deep and really get a hold of your values. Because what what we know is that when you're not in alignment with your values, that's when burnout happens. Mm. He said that, for example, he used himself that, I can listen to other people's problems all day long because that's what I enjoy doing. I don't get burned out by that. Others would get burned out. How about you? What's your value? And then I was still in that space of chasing after the six-figure goals, yeah. like the, the ultimate measure of success in the Philippines. You know, a six-figure <laughs> month. A six-figure yeah. month. And then it took a lot of journaling and then like a really prompts and um i also had a coach for the well-being and then i discovered that my non-negotiable doesn't necessarily include six-figure month that i feel fulfilled as a person when i am able to spend quality time with family and earn enough for the family. Yeah, and, and, and I wanted to yeah. say something on that, Mel, and I'm guilty of this, like, especially on the first few years, I think we have been surrounded by the kind of messaging that values things that may not necessarily be the measure of success for us. Like, I feel like it's nice because now 2023, so many of us are realizing that it's not your six-figure, seven-figure thing <laughs> that's like going to make you happy, right? And I'm, I'm one of them because my program helps you with that. But I've also realized how careful we have to be when it comes to the message that we put out, especially when we have an audience, because we are all contributing to a culture of hustle and, yeah. and sacrifice. And that's one thing that's very very important for me now to be careful who we listen to because we are all burnt out like us who started in 2020 (laughs) can we just like agree that it's enough of this and it's okay to slow down yeah 
happen. And I'm like, yeah, actually, like, this is happening. And now you start to notice who you're listening to and who you don't want to listen to based on your own values. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step by step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, helped me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. And another thing in addition to that is one of my clients, he's very successful here. I just wanted to share this because it's relevant. He's successful here and he has grown his own clinic and it's high end and he's earning very well. And we were talking about he's the founder and he said that I definitely want to grow. He said, I definitely want to grow, but I think growth happened naturally. And that just stuck with me since then. Mm -hmm. Like if you are our job, first of all, what I realized is that our job is not to hit that number. But our job is to sustain what we are doing in the most healthy way possible. Because when yeah. you're sustainable in what you do, let's say how you serve your clients, how you get clients, how you spend time with self, with family, the first goal is not to hit the monetary income. The goal is mm. to sustain what you're doing. Because when you're sustaining it, there's no other way but to get better. And when you get better, then your income follows. So the yeah. income is not even yeah. something that we have to like worry the first thing because what's happening is the other way around like we're running after the income we're neglecting mm. our well-being and so mm. we cannot run anymore because yeah because we're running after the wrong thing however mm. if we focus on the well-being and you're sustainably doing it it's inevitable for the income and the clients to come because we get better like it's, it's inevitable in the end right if you could pinpoint one or maybe two if one is too hard of the biggest learnings that you've got you've earned yourself in the last learnings learnings from the challenges learnings from the navigation from the burnout if there are two things in the last two three years of being you know building your business what would that be one one that has been the most liberating for me was that i am not my business so like uh, like the business is just an aspect of who you are it's not all of you I think I felt so much pressure because I felt like the business is like the baby, the, the legacy. We defined so, ourselves. Yeah, based so on I, our, yeah. So I defined my worth and my success based on how my business was doing. And then not realizing that I was already feeling very resentful with the challenges that comes with being a mother and also a business owner, like a freelancer. So I was so focused on that. And then when I finally accepted and believed that I am not my business, it is just one aspect of me. So I felt like I was, everything was so much lighter. <laughs> of course, I still had to spend time on my business, but it's not 24-7 anymore. Like it never ends. Now, at least my work day ends. <laughs> I think that's yeah. just an underrated advice. We should talk more about that. You should clock out. My non-negotiable is, I'll be honest, when I started the business, there were a few months, especially it was during the lockdown, I remember, was when I started consuming programs and courses. 
We wouldn't sleep at the right time, at the same time. <laughs> because I would stay up late, up to 1 a.m., 2 a.m., consuming. And I honor that journey, that part of it, because there is a time, or there are seasons when you're hungry, mm-hmm. when you're right there, passionate mm-hmm. about it. But then we need to have the, I would say, awareness of ourselves. What is our limit? What is right mm-hmm. and what's not? I didn't have a life. Like during yeah. that first year, I would be mm-hmm. in dinners. Dinners, I would be in someone else's house and yeah. I'm eating my dinner like, I think I have to do X, Y, and Z when I get home. Like I was not present. And I think that is a big realization for me and for you and for many of us to just know what your non-negotiable is. Because when last year started, like 2022, I realized that the same things can actually be done in less hours if you mm-hmm. are like, but then you won't get it at the first time, right? Like if you decide, yeah. okay, I want to only work two hours every day yeah. or I want to work three hours, you don't get it. Like if you time yourself, you probably spend six and that yeah. gets frustrating. But what I've discovered is that when you keep on doing that, so your work hour will reduce and reduce and then eventually we'll get to a time where our job is done with less hours. But then the thing is, it's not so easy to have the patience to suck at it at first. And if you put yourself in a timeline of I have to get better at this in three months, I have to get better at this in X amount of time, then that's where the pressure comes in. We're like kids in the end. Like it's your first time. It was your first time being a mom, right? And like when you're doing things for the first time, you're not like great at it immediately. Same with building a business. So I guess my next question is, have you set non-negotiables for yourself as you are continually growing your freelancing business? I have, but. I'm not perfect at it yet. So. We all are in. Yeah, yeah, who is? So, for example, I always say that lights off, lights off at 10 p.m., things like that. But don't always do that. And yeah. then, but um, I always have to forgive. And we always, mm-hmm. we continually have to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think the next one is like really being sort of selective with the mm-hmm. clients that I work with. And because that we should share the same values, values and then I should believe in their products and things like that. That is really better for the world. It's not just hype. <laughs> yeah, it's not just hype. And then it really offers a gap in the market and a solution. Mm-hmm. Right now, for the business, it's being able to clock out. Of course, there are days when I have to work. Sometimes I develop in the morning when things are getting... But Right now, it's just once a month when there's really a big deadline. Not big, not a, unlike before when I really had to. It was like the norm for me. Okay, I have two last questions. One is, I want you to like just reflect. And if there's one thing you're most proud of that you have done in the last few years, that could be a learning, that could be overcoming something. What would that be? I think it's... Rising above my rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. So it's discovering and knowing that I have the strength to get back up from that. Because last year, I had a zero month for the first time. <laughs> that was like the rock bottom for me in my freelancing journey. I've learned so much from that. I've learned to stick to one skill, one service, and then finally follow through with something that mm. I was good at. I believed in made an impact for my clients and then what i really loved about being a clavio email marketing manager was that i could see the results in real time and like when i was a social media manager 
or a content writer. I couldn't see the results after I sent them the blog post or things like that. I didn't know how much it helped the client. But now that I'm a Clavio email marketer, and then when you're a social media manager, your clients expect you to bring in sales. <laughs> so, like it was like a mismatch of expectations. So I think that knowing that I had the strength, learning from rock bottom, like honestly, I'm a recovering pessimist. When things are hopeless, I'm not so sure if I could you know, get back up from that. <laughs> and then, you know, having experienced that. And that's amazing, um, right? I, like, you definitely can. And it goes to prove that what does it kill you really makes you stronger. <laughs> it just makes you realize yeah. that, okay, the, the zero month did not kill me. Like, I'm alive, I'm yeah. here. And like, yeah. we fear, we fear so much. Something that hasn't happened. And I think this is why road bumps and challenges make us so much better because mm-hmm. something that we fear so much causing us a lot of anxiety when it mm-hmm. happens you realize actually i did not die from that like i am yeah. here I'm, I'm alive because that's what i felt i'm like oh my god what if i don't sign a client on this what if mm-hmm. like what if what if what if it's a big mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. and then when we get closer to that or when that happens to us you realize that it's not the end of the world and it frees you up from a lot of worrying i would say because you can trust yourself a little bit more and a little bit more every single time that okay i got up from that your self-trust is growing yeah yeah and i guess another lesson is that aside from nothing good ever comes easy is this is my like a comforting quote that i have as a recovering pessimist it's the worst part isn't over and it gets worse before it gets better (laughs) So somehow, I am comforted by that. Like, it feels like a natural law. You have to suck at first or things will be difficult at first. But if you keep at it, you will be better. Things will be exactly. better. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, as a perfectionist, you, you also want everything to be perfect in the first try. First try. And yeah. if you're not, like, prodigious at it (laughs) so you also give up quickly i like it when i remember that quote when you're down like there's no other way but up right a friend of mine like she's so smart she's so lovely she said you know she said it at the time when i really needed to hear it the most she's like her husband's always tells her like a baby doesn't walk nor run Mm. without learning Mm. how to crawl first and that's in all of us like in all of us and there's yeah. no exception. We're, we're all going to suck at it at first. And, and that's totally okay because we all are doing it. Like people who have been there won't judge you. And we are really just here for, and this is my main motivation. <laughs> I can't word it better, but we all die yeah. one day. We definitely are all going to that same. It's undeniable. And at first I was like, oh, I hate thinking about that. But then when I realized, I'm like, if that's going to happen, and there would be Might a time well. <laughs> in the, exactly like if there would be a time in the world where all of us like you and me and family and mm-hmm. friends like we will all be wiped out we're not going to be here no one's going to remember you and like mm-hmm. what the what the f are we <laughs> fearful of and that yeah. is my motivation every single day I'm like yeah yeah you're, we're all going to be out of here so what yeah. are we worried about <laughs> your instagram yeah. instagram real not trending you're worried about that. You're like, yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't get any views, yeah, the world wouldn't change. I love it. I have one last thing. If you could 
say your words to fellow moms who are navigating building a business and discovering themselves and going through the thick and thin of the journey and growing their business, taking care of their family, what would that be from one mom to another? That life comes in seasons. I wish I held on to that knowledge before because when I started out, that's when my daughter was learning to walk. And mm-hmm. so I was very much needed back then. Physically, I had to be with her to protect her. And then as she grows up, it's really true that the kids will need you less and less. Less and less. And so, of course, you still have to be there, but the needs are also different. And I'm finding that as they grow older, we also have more time for ourselves. And I was so pressured back then finding time so I could work on my business, you know, sacrificing time with my daughter, which turned out was the main reason why I got into a freelancing business to be present for her and then I wasn't. Life comes in seasons. It gets better and then you will have more time for yourself. A part of me wants to say that I somehow regret that but you know not really because i'm thankful that i made that mistake earlier so that i wouldn't make that forever (laughs) yeah Yeah. in other crucial moments in her life i'm just thankful that i've learned the lesson and that i'm creating and i'm already being proactive about it also give yourself grace we're all learning (laughs) I love that that is a way to end it and I think that doesn't just apply to moms but like all of us we're Mm -hmm. here and doing first time things every single day and like I think more grace and forgiving ourselves and we're not up to our expectation and Mm -hmm. you know when we set goals and we don't hit them I think grace and forgiveness every single day is just Mm -hmm. one of the best things to hold on to because mm. I feel like we are our most critical critic. We are our most yeah. <laughs> hardest people to us, to our own yeah. selves. Right? Yeah. And it, it's worth remembering that we're all just figuring it all out. No one has got it figured mm. out. And there's always a way to do things with more grace, I guess. Yeah. And compared to like people who are really saving lives, like, Marketing is so much more fun. Like, there's a lot of room yeah. for mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, and the mistakes we make that, are huh? not consequential. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's not going to kill someone. Like, stop yeah. worrying. I'm not, yeah. I don't mean to gaslight, but sometimes we literally just exaggerate so many things. Like, I know I said that was the last question I just want to share. <laughs> so when I was, like, working for a company and we had an email list of 12,000, I promised, like, I would read the email 20 times before sending it because I was so scared. I'm like, man, if there is one letter missing from this email, I think the world is not going to stop. And I'm like, it's crazy. The amount of importance that I know, it's important to be like efficient and precise and everything, but the mistakes won't kill anyone, you know? Yeah. For that, we have to have like grace, especially for our past selves, because Mm -hmm. we might not have had the best wisdom at that time yet and every day we're just learning and we're just growing well (laughs) i want to thank you for joining me today it's so lovely it's so nice just having this conversation with you i think 
there definitely needs to be more real realness online and i thank you for giving me time because i know it's not the easiest when you're running all of these things so again thank you i appreciate you so much i also want to thank you for inviting me so this is a new experience for me and now i know what goes <laughs> how it feels like to be interviewed this is also my way of building trust in myself so thank you so much for giving me that opportunity you are most so welcome <laughs> one last thing how can people find you you can find me on Instagram at Mel Montana Writes. So let's connect. If you are someone who's wanting to have someone in that field or learn from it, it is definitely worth connecting with people in the community. So I will leave mm-hmm. Instagram in the show notes. And I hope you guys have had like fun and got learnings from this one. Mel, again, thank you. And I will see you next time. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at makeithappen that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T happen and send me a DM with the word O-B-S. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.